0: And I would love to welcome you to today's all leadership call on Let's Make Sure to Pass the Inflation Reduction Act. I'll be your host, CCL's Education and Engagement Director, Brett Seese, And we are honored to have you here joining us on this leadership call to find out what we're doing and how to make sure the most ambitious climate package is passed over the finish line. So with that, I'll pass it to you, Madeline. And thank you all so much for being here today.
1: All right. Thank you, Brett. And welcome, everybody. It is indeed a pleasure. You know, the words of Wallace Stevens uh, came back to me yesterday. In a poem from 1923, he wrote this, after the final no, there comes a yes, and on that yes, the future world depends. So just when I finally and reluctantly decided that budget reconciliation truly was dead and we should just go ahead and plan our our, uh, next steps in that context. Suddenly, the reconciliation roller coaster veered around the bend, and here we are with a live bill with major climate provisions. As we wrote to you yesterday, this is a big deal. Yep. Senators Manchin and Schumer got to yes on Wednesday. And yes, our work that we've been doing for months and years is part of the story of how we got there and how they got there. Our refusal to let go of big emissions reductions target and our continuing push for ambitious climate action helped get Congress to this moment. All right, though so we have some more work to do. So your two vice presidents are here to go over what's in the bill and what we need to do to push it over the finish line. In addition to the enormous gratitude I feel to all of you uh, you know who are, the volunteers who have made this happen and you're representing them today. And uh, we're so glad for those of you who can listen to the recording. I am also equally grateful to the staff of of CCL for their hard work this last uh, 36 hours or whatever it's been. And they are represented by Tony and Danny today. Danny Richter, our Vice President of Government Affairs, is going to brief us on the legislation We'll take some questions, and then Tony Serna, our Vice President of Organizational Strategy, will go over how we're mobilizing to pass the bill, and I'll close out the call briefly at the end. So thanks for being here or for listening to the recording, and let's get started.
2: All right. Thank you, Madeline, and thank you, everybody, for being here. I'm going to cover two items here. Number one, what's in the bill and do we like it? And the second part, what just happened and what lies ahead? So first of all, what's in the bill and do we like it? Well, let's first call the bill what it is. It's the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022. Uh, Unfortunately, that gives us the initials IRA. So if you hear that, it's not Irish Republican Army. It's not individual retirement account. It is Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, And how do we feel about this? We're very excited about this bill. Um, It's even better than it looked it might be a month ago. Uh, For example, it was assumed that EV tax credits would be out. It was assumed that direct pay would be out. Both of those are in. And uh, people were surprised that there was funding for EJ communities in this bill, but there's, there's a lot of funding for EJ communities in this bill. And that's just a partial list of what is in there. So uh, we are excited about this bill. Just one last thing. About a month ago, it was assumed that the most we would get would be $300 billion for climate uh, investments, and now we have $369 billion for climate investments. So we are we're very excited about this. I want to highlight the three things that we're most excited about. Number one, $369 billion is the largest investment in keeping greenhouse gases out of the atmosphere our country will have ever made. The previous record holder was the bipartisan infrastructure package uh, passed less than a year ago, and that came in at $110 billion before the climate. So we also worked on that. And now we're working on a bill that is three times the size uh, and bigger than it looked even a month ago. The second thing we're most excited about is the methane fee. This is on methane leakage above a certain level. But what you, when you get down to it, you have a gradually rising fee on the emissions of a greenhouse gas into the atmosphere that starts at the equivalent of a $36 carbon price and increases to a $60 per ton uh, CO2 equivalent carbon price. Something to be excited about. Uh, and the third item I'll highlight is the tax credits. This is what, uh, when you look at modelers and what they're looking at, this has always been the part that gets the largest emissions reductions. Uh, the initial MS estimate that was provided was a 40% reduction below 2005 levels by 2030. Uh, just today, Rhodium, a very well-respected research outfit, released their own estimate. Uh, you can find this uh, estimate on the NERD corner. If you didn't know about the NERD corner, uh, here's, here's a link. you can that goes directly to this post where you can find these details. Uh, But Dana Nucatelli was doing this. And that uh, rhodium estimate has uh, greenhouse gas emissions reductions between 31 and 44% below 2005 levels by 2030. There's another estimate uh, we are expecting soon from a group out of Princeton. And they have uh, signaled that it will probably be more optimistic, above 40%. So that's a lot of emissions reductions. Uh, and there really is just a lot in there for the climate uh, other elements that I haven't addressed yet include $60 billion for domestic clean energy manufacturing. That EJ uh, provision that was a surprise that's $60 billion for environmental justice again that wasn't in there expected to be in there just a month ago. The legislation includes $500 million in funding to support President Biden's invoking of the Defense Production Act produce heat pumps for critical minerals mineral processing projects and 27 billion for a green bank, And this is not to mention the $250 billion in loan authority for the DOE for lending to new green companies or technologies. That $250 billion is separate in addition to the $369 billion in energy and climate spending. So we feel good about you calling Congress. Now the second part, what just happened? Well, a brief review, on Thursday, July 14th, Senator Manchin made comments that appeared to kill the climate and energy provisions of the bill. Democrats were moving forward with reconciliation anyway, without the climate and energy provisions. And then on Wednesday, July 29th, less than 48 hours ago, it was announced that Senator Manchin and Senator Schumer had come to an agreement, and we we're talking about the details of that agreement. So that's where this came from. What are we looking at moving forward? Uh, there are certain procedures that need to happen for reconciliation. Remember, this is through reconciliation, so this is not regular order. This is, uh, this is, this is a, a particularly, uh, it's an odd uh, congressional procedure. And one of the things, there, there are rules for reconciliation, uh, and the Senate parliamentarian, she has to review the text, the over 700 pages of text and ensure that all the provisions are consistent with the rules for reconciliation. And so that's going on right now. Once she is done with that review, there will be a mandatory 20 hours of debate, 10 hours for the Democrats, 10 hours for the Republicans, and that will be followed by a so-called votorama, which doesn't have a time limit, and it basically goes until senators exhaust themselves they tend to put this right against the recess. So you add the pressure on senators that they really wanna go home for the weekend. Uh, and this process is driven uh, by the minority when reconciliation is as partisan as it has been this time. Uh, so you go until like, they get tired. Um, most of those amendments are gonna become coming from the Republicans this time around because they are in the minority. What the minority party tends to do is try to forward gotcha amendments, things that uh, vulnerable Democrats will have to vote on and uh, their vote will be something that the minority party will, will run, will, will bring up in campaign ads. So there will be hundreds of amendments, but probably only 40 to 50 actual votes. It's a very fast moving process. Uh, Information is changing. It's very hard for outside groups to have a meaningful role in that. So we will be watching that. Um, adding to the theater, all the senators are going to need present to, to vote. And there is a coronavirus outbreak going on amongst senators right now, Uh, and Senator Leahy had hip surgery not too long ago, so there's some just questions about how how are these senators going to get to the Florida vote. Um, After the Senate presumably passes this, then it needs to be sent to the House. And there was some news about a uh, state and local tax resulting um rebellion uh, uh representative gottheimer out in new jersey has been uh, particularly he's stated that he will not vote for uh, a bill that is structured to um that doesn't include the state and local tax he got four or five democrats some of them have have uh, uh, gone against that but we do have a targeted activation for those uh, for six democrats um because the margin of the vote in the house is four votes so if you're in a, a district you've already been informed Um, And because Democrats can only lose four votes, that's the tightness of their margin in the House, uh, they will all need to vote as well. So similar concerns, although they don't necessarily need to be present like they do in the Senate. And what are Democrats thinking about right now? Well, they're thinking about recesses. Uh, The House is scheduled to go on recess tomorrow. Uh, The Senate is scheduled to go on recess after Friday of next week. Um, So if the Senate parliamentarian doesn't finish her review by next week, then they're just going to extend. They're just not going to go on recess. Uh, Democrats are extremely motivated to get this done quickly um, because uh, the quicker they move, the less time there is for uh, attack ads to to make an imprint, um, and the longer they have to campaign on it. So uh, the House will be called back after the Senate presumably passes this, assuming all those uh, needles are threaded. Uh, the House will, will pass it, presumably, again, assuming all those needles are threaded. In as soon as two weeks, this may become law. That's, that's the shortest time scale we are looking at. And the biggest variable there is the Senate parliamentarian. So those are, that's the outline. And uh, I believe we have a little bit of time for Q&A here. Yeah. what about cinema? Well, gosh darn it, if only there was a grassroots organization that had people in Arizona that could activate them and call. We're going to do everything we can about cinema. I don't know what she's going to do. I know that her office has been involved in the process. We're going to see. If and when Republicans are in charge of the presidency in both chambers, how much of the climate rev- provisions are in danger? Uh, that's a great question. Um, that's going to be part of our job moving forward is to uh, protect uh, what we are trying to pass today. Uh, I do think that you know the Republican uh, platform, they have different planks that they've been issuing on climate. This was accelerated by Republican leadership last, uh, I think it was last month. So they continue to talk about climate. All of the individual pieces in here have bipartisan support. It is the package and it is the political process that they have followed that has been so partisan. Uh, So you have Republicans supporting wind, you have Republicans supporting EVs, you have Republicans uh, supporting all this stuff. And so uh, it's really when you package it together. So uh, I do think that we are going to have some success in defending these, but I also do think that Republicans will go after a lot of these provisions. Uh, Some are calling the bill a climate suicide pact because of the massive fossil fuel provisions baked in. What do we say to them? Does the bill actually pencil out? Well, what I'd say to them is the bottom line is what are the emissions reductions? And we've now had two estimates that we're going to see 40% emissions reductions by 2030 relative to 2005. We've got indications that a third backs that up. That's what I care about. I care about those emissions reductions, especially when uh, 48 hours ago I was expecting there was going to be nothing for the climate. So I think that uh, people who are calling this a climate suicide pact, I think that they're looking at details. I think they're missing the forest for the trees. I am excited about those emissions reductions. That's the bottom line here. Please explain the methane fee. How much impact do we expect it to have? How much short of a carbon tax? Way short of a carbon tax. Not much impact, but important. Uh, The way the methane fee is structured is that it is only placed on leaked methane above a certain percentage. Uh, for different types, sources of methane emissions. And so basically if you're above average, then you, get, you have the methane fee placed on it. Uh, but the biggest problem is greenhouse gas, is CO2, that's the biggest greenhouse gas emission, but this is a important proof of concept for this. Uh, it's a way to get uh, people used to this, get uh, everybody used to it. So we're still really excited about it, even though uh, we're not expecting this to, to be uh, the largest piece in this bill. How worried do we need to be about those six members of the house? Well, that depends on your personal motivations. You happen to be in one of those districts uh, then, and it helps you to make those calls, please be very worried. Uh, If it doesn't help you to make those calls, then don't be very worried, but make the calls anyway. If you're not in one of those districts, take care of your own house, your own district, do what you can and let's see how it turns out. U.S. Chamber of Commerce is claiming this will hurt businesses due to the 15% minimum corporate tax rate. How do we get them on board? um it's uh, we, it's too late i mean this is happening next week and what we are talking about here is we are trying to counterbalance any negative input from groups like the chamber of commerce with an overwhelming display of constituent support for this bill that's what we're about i don't think there's enough
0: time for statements like this to really have an impact you can have an impact Thank you so much, Danny. So I think we have time for one more question here. You can pick which one you are most relevantly drawn towards and a reminder that Ricky is going to put a link in the chat where after this, if you still have ongoing questions, our staff will be able to field those. With the 40% validated, what I would do is I would check out that Nerd Corner post that I uh, included. Dana
2: includes links to the original studies. If you really want to dig into that, go to the original study, check out their methodology, see if it tracks for you.
3: Okay, thank you, Danny. Thank you, Brett. Uh, so our goal right now is to get phones ringing off the hooks in Democratic legislators office in support of climate action and support of the reconciliation bill, also known as the Inflation Reduction Act. Uh, we've emailed every engaged CCLR with a Democratic senator and asked them to call their senators. And then once they have called, we follow up by asking them to call their Democratic House reps if they have one. Any supporter with a Democratic rep, but no Democratic senator was asked to call their representative. And for anyone with only Republican legislators, we've asked them to help spread the word by sharing this action on social media and contacting their friends in blue districts or blue states. At this point, we don't think it's useful to call our Republican legislators. We think it would be counterproductive to your relationships and to this process. Um, So we're going to put the key action pages in the chat. Um, If you're sharing with people where you don't know who their legislators are, share the cclusa.org slash take action link. But if you know that they have a Democratic Senator or a Rep, you can share the slash Senate or slash House link as appropriate. Uh, we're expecting that a vote in the Senate could happen as early as next Thursday or Friday, so we need to make our voices heard right away. Because of that, we are focused on generating phone calls, but we do also provide the option for people to send emails to Congress as well. There's links on the phone call pages to send to write Congress if people prefer that. We're also asking people to call their representatives now because the process may move very quickly in the House after it's gone through the Senate. And so it's important to build support for this right away, especially in those districts that Danny uh, highlighted. So what do you do if you only have Republican members of Congress? First, you want to get your friends and family who do have Democratic members of Congress to make their phone calls. You can do letters to the editor in your district, get them into your local papers in support of this bill and in support of climate action. You can work on local grassroots education and use this bill to build support for climate action and for carbon pricing, both before it passes and after. But here's some ideas that worked well for us last year when we were generating calls. Set a goal for yourself and your chapter. Make a list of your friends and family that you will reach out to. Contact each of those people by email, phone, or text, however you normally reach them, and ask them to call Congress and then tell, ask them to tell you when they've done so so, it can, so you can track your progress and it forces them to be accountable to you. Uh, ask members of your chapter to do the same. And then you could even consider hosting a phone bank to contact your, your chapter members. We've got some guidance for you at a link that we'll put in the chat. Um, we recognize that with a short turnaround time, that might not be possible, but this could be something exciting and fun for your chapter to do on short notice and get some calls out to others in your, um, in your chapter. So look, check out the chat for other ideas from other folks on how to generate calls. Um, that's all I've got for right now. Let's get out there and make those phones ring off the hook and get this climate bill passed. So, Brett, do you want to go back to questions?
0: Yeah, let's go back to questions. We already crossed the 500 mark here. And a reminder, we'll focus first on questions specifically about the campaign. I
3: saw one in there about calling uh, Senator Manchin. Yes, I think it's very important to, for folks in West Virginia to uh, call Senator Manchin. He should be getting a lot of love right now for his support of this. Um, how many times, how often would you recommend people call their members of Congress? I think at this point, uh, one call is fine. You could also write an email as well. I don't think there's any problem in repeating that. But given the short time frame that we're only talking about you know, in the next uh, week to two weeks, um, I don't think you need to call more than once. But you do want to make sure if you have two Democratic senators, you want to make sure you call both of them. Uh, yes, I do think it is worth calling during the weekend. Uh, now, it depends on your legislators' offices. Some of them have voicemail systems set up. Some of them don't take calls on the weekend. You're going to have to give it a try. If you can't get through over the weekend, I recommend then switching over and sending an email, but uh, give it a try. I think most offices are accepting uh, voicemail at this time.
0: Excellent. I'm just going to scroll up to the very top to see if anything's pole vaulted here. And uh, Gerda asked in the chat, is there social media content for us to use? Uh,
3: yes. So on the, on the cclusa.org slash share, there is uh, the four posts that we have on, on different social media platforms, and you can take each of those posts and share it. And we're also putting together a social media uh, toolkit for the campaign so that you can, uh, as a chapter, you can download images and, and do other kinds of posts as well. But the first thing we want people to do is share the posts that we've already generated that are calls to action, uh, where we're asking people to you know, ca- call Congress. So you can look on the cclusa.org share, and that will uh, give you those four, um,
0: four posts on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Excellent. Thank you so much, Tony. Um, at this point, uh, we've got a little bit of time. Uh, Danny, if you're all right with that, why don't you pick the top two questions you still see here on policy, and we'll go for those. Sure. Uh, with several of the centers having COVID, including mansion, slowed down or jeopardized,
2: maybe we're going to find out. It'll be interesting to see how Democrats solve that problem. Uh, can I comment on this addition? Another $250 billion that DOA can use to guarantee the loans clause? Yeah, it's a big deal. Uh, this is guaranteed funding. So this is, these are loans, uh, this is money that the DOE can, can use to accelerate innovation in the country, in addition to that $369 billion. So it's a huge top-up that um, is, is, you know, it's, it's great. Wouldn't it be amazing to have Republican support for a climate bill? Can't anything be done to try and get even a few Republicans to support? Uh, isn't that important for durable legislation? Uh, It would be amazing, I think, that uh, for any Republican to vote for this would be tantamount to leaving the Republican Party. That's what the politics are. And so uh, I I just I just don't it's very rare that you see that happening and I don't see it happening now. So I don't I don't expect that because that's any Republican who votes for this, they're saying I'm leaving the Republican Party. Um, So that's why we've been so pessimistic about getting Republican votes for this this is the opportunity we have. Uh, And so we're seizing it. The other option that we had and the decision we made uh, almost two years ago now was that uh, the legislation would be better for us having engaged uh, than if we didn't engage um, and that you would all leave us if we didn't engage with the biggest opportunity to to, uh, engage in climate. So we did engage in this. We still have a very clear preference for working in a bipartisan fashion. uh, And we have continued to do that throughout
0: engaging with Republicans, trying to get them to walk faster in the direction of climate solutions. Excellent, Danny, thank you so much. I know in the chat, I've also seen a couple of people ask me, do we have flyers that are also available to roll out for tabling efforts this weekend. The great news is that within the next couple of hours, you should be able to find those easily on CCL Community. Obviously we've done a lot of heavy lifting here and retooling all of our campaigns. uh, So those weren't the very top of the priority list, but if you go to CCL Community within a couple of hours and just type in flyers, you name it, and the keywords, you should be able to find those. And we'll put those front and center for everyone for their tabling efforts in this week ahead. Uh, With that though, I will pass it to Madeline and remind anyone that if you didn't have your question answered, Feel free to go to CCLUSA.org forward slash forms, where our quality staff will make sure to respond to you in a timely manner.
1: All right. Thank you, Brett. And thank you, Danny and Tony. Um, that was very, very helpful. And again, I want to thank the dedicated staff who put uh, all of this together. As, as Brett said, it was a heavy lift that includes but isn't limited to our communications uh tech and and NIT team and marketing team. Um, It it was a wonderful, massive team effort. I wanna take just a moment to look beyond the Inflation Reduction Act to our ongoing work. Our immediate job, yes, is to get this bill to President Biden's desk, where he will surely sign it into law. Then we'll need to educate our neighbors uh, about the value of this accomplishment and keep support for it strong. But this bill, as some of you are noticing, it's not everything, just like carbon fee and dividend is not everything. Um, We will continue to build support for additional steps and we will continue to build support for carbon fee and dividend. Our work's not done, that's all that means. But yes, we should support this bill and and get this part done. Our election season work is gonna remain important and central for building that strong foundation for further climate policies that we want to see. And uh, I believe that in the next Congress, you will see more proposals coming together from the right side of the aisle uh, that hopefully Democrats and Republicans can come together on. So we won't be done when this bill is done, but golly, come on people, isn't it gonna be fun to talk about this victory in our communities? Woo, Um, and, and and then we build on this momentum. We keep the momentum going. Yes, when this bill is passed, let's have a party. And then after that, CCL staff will look uh, at exactly what got done in detail and plan the next steps. And we know you'll have input into that too. That's what's ahead. Returning then to the immediate moment, I am making a pledge to you. I pledge to you that I personally will get 25 of my personal contacts to call their Democratic members of Congress and that they'll do it by, and I will get to that pledge by next Thursday. I've made my list already um and i've got the link cclusa.org slash for most of them take action um, and uh because it's the hardest thing is to get started often after this call i'm going to start by contacting the first five people on my list so that's what i'm doing i'm going to ask them like tony suggested to let me know when they have done that so that I could know whether or not I'm keeping my pledge or let me phrase that differently so that I can know how long I need to keep working on that so I get to that pledge. And I have to say, I am just really kind of looking forward to telling my friends and family that the, a bill called the Inflation Reduction Act of 2022 actually contains a giant package of climate provisions that they're gonna to wanna to support. Um, I, I just find that tremendously brilliant marketing on the part of the people who named this bill. So I hope you're making your own pledge list, pledge and uh, list of people and join me in getting started right away. Let's get this done. Thanks for being here.
0: Thank you all so very much. We'll close up shop here today. A reminder, the Take Action page, where you can find CCL's YouTube recording of this within the next hour, and the forums are provided here in the chat as well as the slide. And we hope that you are well and safe in your ongoing local work. We'll close today with a reminder of who we are. Thank you so much, everyone. It's an honor to work together. Thank you for listening to this episode of Citizens Climate Lobby's training program. You can tune into more episodes anywhere podcasts are available. Inspired by what you heard today? Join Citizens Climate Lobby to advocate for bipartisan climate solutions. Go to community.citizensclimate.org to find more trainings, resources, your local chapter, national action teams, discussion forums, and more. Be sure to like our Facebook page and follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Citizens Climate. We also invite all of our listeners to subscribe to our YouTube channel for more inspiration. Like what you hear? Recommend us to your friends and make sure to give us a five-star rating. It helps us show up on other listeners' feeds. Feel free to pass on any suggestions for future episodes in the comments as well. And together, we are creating the political will for a livable world.